0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We are excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. How good is it to see the generation of leaderships, the generation of leaders rising up? I'm always encouraged seeing people graduate, take their next steps in faith because it means that they've said yes to the journey and it's continuing. And sometimes it's easier to say yes to the journey in the beginning. But sometimes it's harder to make the decision to say yes again and to continue the journey with God and in faith. Amen. Tonight, I'm here to preach about the peace problem. Who knows that our world has a peace lack right now, that there's so much panic, so much division, so much disunity, so much here and there, so many segregations of society, that our world is clearly in a lack of peace. Jesus said these words, and I read them out in a communion message a few weeks ago, but I haven't been able to get past them since. In John 14, 27, He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Listen to what He says here. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, friend, if we seek peace, in other places other than in God, we will always be lacking. We can seek peace in our finances, in our next job, in that next opportunity, in that relationship, in that season of life. But what we will find is that problems follow us through all things. And how do we reconcile the problems with the peace that Jesus speaks of. How do we bring those things together and see God? See, Jesus says these words to a group of disciples and these disciples are being oppressed by something called the Roman Empire. And He's about to ascend into heaven. He's saying, I'm leaving you, but I'm bringing, I've left you peace. And as I was reading that, the question came up, well, the empire still stands. This physical problem the disciples had, this this tyrant, this Caesar, was still in power. He was still oppressing the people. And yet Jesus in this moment says, but I'm leaving you peace. How do we see the problems through the lens of peace? You see, peace is not the absence of problems. And it's healthy to remind ourselves about that, that peace isn't the absence of bad days. It's not the absence of a season. The season does not dictate to us the peace that we live by. It never will and it never has. Peace is not the absence of that thing that you're walking through. There will still be problems on the other side. Peace is the understanding and the patience that God is working together for good, what the enemy meant for evil. Peace is patience in the process. Think about this, this week, the difference between panic and peace is patience. Like if I have patience in the circumstance that I'm in, I can have peace. Because although I don't see it yet, I know God is working. Although I don't feel it yet, I know God is moving. Although my eyes can't see, my ears can't hear, I know God is working in the problems that face me. By nature, humanity is impatient. And this can be frustrating to us when we look to the problems. We go, God, where are you in this pain, in this problem? How am I supposed to have peace when I have problems? And God, the whole time along, is trying to let peace grow from within us. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace is not a product, it's a fruit. Peace has to grow from within before it can go in our life. Peace has to grow within us so that it can affect the world around us. And the seed of peace grows in the dirt of our life. The seed of peace grows in the dark places, in the dark places of our life where you have no answer, where you have no, nothing to look for, nothing to go, hey, there might... No, no, in those moments... The peace of God that surpasses your understanding will become your strength. In those moments where you reach the end of your understanding, you find God. So the disciples are left with this problem, but Jesus said that they had access to this peace. Do you know that we're supposed to be the peacemakers on earth? That we are supposed to be the peacemakers in the rooms and into the classrooms and university and workplaces that we walk into. Nowhere in the Bible does it say to be the decisive, you know, stand up for what you believe. No, no, it doesn't say that. It says to be peacemakers. It doesn't say to raise your voice and no, no, it says to be peacemakers. It says to bring people together, hold unity as our core focus and trust God with the process. What would it look like for our lives to be affected in such a way that the pressure was off us in the situation that we walk on, walk through? That right now, the pressure that's on you is actually given to God and He is able to have the the process for the problem that we're walking through. I wonder what would come in our life. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7 says, For to us a child is born, to us, a son is given and the government will be on His shoulders. And He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Mark these words, Prince of Peace, of the, great, of the greatness of His government and peace, there will be no end there will be no end to His peace. He will reign on David's throne and over His kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. See, we serve the Prince of Peace, so we should be representatives of that Prince of Peace in every sphere of our life. If we serve the Prince of Peace, we can't live for, for in the kingdom of peace, without the prince of peace. See the world around us. They want peace without the king. They want peace without the prince. They want principle. They want the principles of the kingdom without the kingdom itself. But what would happen if we were to draw close to God in this moment, with our problems, our pain, whatever it looks like, the things that don't make sense, and say, God, I'm going to be patient in the process. I'm going to choose to trust You despite what I see, what I hear, what I feel, and I'm going to choose to allow the fruit of peace to bear fruit in my life. I was at a youth camp and I was praying for a young man. And I remember he came up to me at the end. And I love this. He comes up and he's like, hey, thank you, Pastor Dan. He's like, that was great. He's like, when you prayed for me, he's like, I've grown up in church, but I've never really, I don't think I've ever felt the presence of God. He's like, and like there's been some things that have been happening at home and mom and dad, relationship problems, all this type of thing he says, lately, I've just been having so much anxiety, so much panic. And I knew that when you were praying for me, that it wasn't going to change anything instantly, that when I walked out, some, you know, it most definitely won't change everything in a moment. He said, but in that moment, I choose just to give God my attention. I choose just to get, give Him the weight that I have. And when you were praying for me, I fell down. He, he came down and he was laying there for a while. And he says, while I was down there, it felt like I was in a pit of peace. And I'm like, I love those words, the pit of peace. You may find yourself in a pit of life. You may find yourself feeling like you're down in the pit. But can I say, our God turns that pit into a pit of peace. Our God can turn the tomb into the resurrection power, the the launching pad of ministry. Our God can turn dead things back to life. Our God can bring light into darkness. Our God can and He will. You see, I was speaking this morning. Day one looks terrible. Day two looks terrible. But on day three, there comes the resurrection power of life. And we've got to set our faith. We've got to set our patience that despite where we are, we are on the road to resurrection life. We are on the road to resurrection power. And we can trust God in all seasons because it's not the seasons that determine the the fruit, it's us. It's not the seasons that determine our peace, it's our patience with God. I wonder if we would stand to our feet across this place. And I just believe right now in this moment, I know it wasn't a long message, but I really, I just want to pray for some people, just where you are in your seat, because I believe peace needs to be in this room. So I wonder if you close your eyes, bow your heads. If you want to be included in this prayer, hey, you wanna, I, wanna, I need some peace right now in my life, would you just raise your hands towards heaven across this place? If you're saying, hey, I need some peace in my life, I want to include you in this prayer. Holy Spirit, I thank You, Lord, that right now You are in this room. Holy Spirit, I pray for every person right now with their hands raised, that Father God, the peace that surpasses all understanding, would become our reality. God, we're not looking for other answers. God, we're not looking to what man can give us. We're not looking to what materialism can give us. We're not looking to what seasons of life can give us. God, we are looking to You, our Prince of Peace. And God, we say to You, God, that we will trust You with the process of life. That God, despite the problems that we face, despite what we see right now in the natural, I pray right now for supernatural eyes in Jesus' Name. I pray right now for supernatural visions of Your goodness, of Your mercy, of Your grace falling upon every person who's willing to respond tonight in Jesus' Name. That Father God, the the fruit of Your Spirit, that God, it would grow within us it would grow within us, Lord, at such a rate that Father God, despite what we walk through, despite the world that surrounds us, that God, we would be peacemakers. That we would choose to be peacemakers beyond anything else, peacemakers. No division, no disunity, no segregation, peacemakers in Jesus' Name. We declare over every life the peace of God, the power of God, the patience of God. We declare Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That God, we would see Your kingdom come. That we would see the hand of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, Amen. While every head is bowed, I want to take this one moment. While every, every, while every head is bowed and every eye closed, I wonder if there's anybody in the room tonight and you need to respond. Maybe you've heard me just talking about Jesus. Maybe this is your first time in church. Maybe you've been a few times. I need to give you an opportunity right now because it's really, really important. So this, is a, this is a life-changing moment. This does not mean that, that your life is suddenly going to be perfect, but it does mean it will be purposeful through all seasons of life. And so if you want to know more about this Jesus, maybe you want to respond and say, hey, I want a Bible. I want to ask some questions after the service. I'm not going to pull you down the front, but I will need just to see your hand so I can come see you after the service. Is there anybody? Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand over there. Thank you. I see that hand over there. Thank you. I see that hand over there. Anybody else? One more time. Is there anybody else? Four people. One more time. You're worth waiting for, friend. Thank you. I wonder if we just repeat this prayer after me. Repeat it loud, repeat it proud. Everybody in this room, dear God, I give you my heart. I give you my future. I give you my questions. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose again. And I believe that you chose me. So today I choose you in Jesus name.